You're listening to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting. Hey, folks. We are days away from all my friends own bar bands live, celebrating five years of this podcast at the Vanguard in Newtown, Sydney, New South Wales, Australia, Sunday, October the 25th. There will be two shows. One will have doors at 6 and the other will have doors at 8.30. The guests for the first show are Alex the Astronaut, L. Fresh the Lion, and Bray Fisher from Dear Seattle. And the guests for the second show will be Sarah Blasco, Johnny Mackay from Children Collide and Fascinator, and Patrick Matthews from The Vines and Youth Group. There are still a limited number of tickets left for the first show. There are about 30-odd tickets left for the second show. Tickets are $15. $1 from each ticket sold will be going directly to Support Act. It would mean so, so much to see you there. So if you are interested and you want to grab a last-minute ticket, you can do so by heading over to thevanguard.com.au, moshticks.com.au, or clicking the link in the show notes for this episode. This episode of All My Friends Own Bar Bands was recorded on the land of the Tharawal people. We pay our respects to elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Enjoy the episode. David James Young here, back for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. I am in the middle of doing a uh, a metric fuckton of things right now, because uh, I am preparing for Bar Bands Live this Sunday at the Vanguard. This indeed will be the last episode that goes up prior to that. Uh, what else is happening? My band's album is being mastered. I am working on a bunch of features and reviews and stuff like that. It is all happening. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty full on, but I wouldn't have it any other way, especially when it means I get to share very, very lovely and wholesome fun time episodes like this one with my dear friend, Maddie Jane. Maddie Jane originally comes from Tasmania. She moved to Wollongong a couple of years ago. We have since claimed her as our very, very own. We love her dearly, and we love her wonderful debut album, which is entitled Not All Bad or Good, which is available in stores right now. Oh yeah, you better believe that shit. And guess what? Now, she and her full band are going on tour. They are playing a bunch of shows around the place, and we'll tell you all about that in just a second. Uh, Maddie was kind enough to invite me over to her place in Wollongong to have a chinwag about her career thus far, which has entailed everything from shitty bars and cafes to national tours with the likes of Kingswood and Polish Club and Luca Brasi as well as her own headlining shows, and even supporting giants like Harry Styles and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Holy shit, this girl has done a ridiculous amount in a somewhat short amount of time. Very, very proud to 
count this lady as one of my dear personal friends and so, so happy to have her on the show. Tonight, Maddie kicks off a run of shows around New South Wales and the ACT. Two shows tonight at the Lansdowne, sold out. Two shows tomorrow night at the Lansdowne. Guess what? Also sold out. Friday the 6th of November at the Well in Canberra. Also sold out. But don't worry. There is a second show that night. And there are just a few tickets left to that. So head to maddiejane.com.au and you can grab tickets for that. Uh, also a Big show for Maddie. She will be returning to Wollongong for a show on Saturday, the 7th of November. Then heading up to Port Macquarie for a show at Little Shack on the 20th of November. And then two shows at the Cambridge Hotel in Newcastle. One is an afternoon slash all ages show. And the other is a adults only show. So you know that one's going to get real raunchy on a Saturday night in Newcastle. God damn. All the tickets, well, the remaining tickets anyway, for those shows can be found, as I mentioned, at maddiejane.com.au. I want to give a big thank you to Maddie for her time, and I also want to thank Christy McCarthy over at Lemon Tree for helping to set this one up as well. And just for good measure, I want to give a very special thank you to the goodest girl, Iggy. I love you, Iggy. That's Maddie's dog, by the way. (laughs) Won't leave you too much longer. Just a reminder that this podcast is made possible with the help and support of people just like yourself. If you like what you are hearing, it would mean the world to have you rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Telling people about it if you think it would scratch a particular itch for them. Maybe they're a Maddie Jane fan. Maybe they're a fan of any of the other literal... 160 plus acts that have been on this show. Statistically, you probably know someone who likes someone who has been on this podcast. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out there. And if you'd like to help keep the lights on over at DJYHQ, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash David James Young. For as little as $1 a month, you'll gain access to bonus content, extra features, and behind-the-scenes stuff from my work as a musician, a freelance journalist, and a podcaster. I haven't been as active on Patreon lately just because everything has been so busy, but I am going to make sure that I keep in touch and I get some content up, especially through November. So please, please keep an eye out on Patreon for a bit more to come next month. Once again, that is patreon.com slash David James Young, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash David James Young. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch, barbandspod at gmail.com. You can hit up the Not For Print Podcast Network on Instagram at Not For Print Pods. You can follow me on Instagram at DJYWrites, and you can head to all my friends are in barbands.com. That's gonna do it. You've waited long enough. Hopefully, I will see you on Sunday, but until then, let's have a chinwag with the absolutely incredible Maddie Jane.
everyone, I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friend, Maddie Jane. Hi! How are you? Yeah, as good as can be, really. How are you? <laughs> About the same, I'd say. Yeah. Yes. Good. <laughs> it is Thursday afternoon. We are in the greatest city in the world, Wollongong, New South Wales, Australia. Uh, and uh, we are at the new slash temporary digs of, of one M. Jane uh, while she uh, plots the unpredictable future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows what will happen next? Been around the area for two, three years? Yeah, two? three three years, I think. Because, mm. yeah, I usually start these by yeah. talking about how I met the person that I'm talking to. Yeah, if, I was if we thinking about this. How did we meet? Do you remember? So, we didn't meet on this tour, but you played the tour with previous guests of the show, Luca Brasi. Did yeah. that tour, you played at the Metro. It was you and Speech Patterns and Pianos yeah, Become so the Teeth. Yeah, so it was then that we met. Because, you know, I have just feel well, like it, I just, yeah. I just like know you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, so the thing is, you were that we were kind of in the same vicinity as one another, but I don't, I don't think we actually met at that point. Like, I knew who you were because you played, but I don't think we actually properly uh, exchanged formalities that night. Yes, I see, I see. So, I'm going to say this was about maybe six months later. Uh, we're at North Gong. <laughs> and, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, where else would we be on a, on a Sunday afternoon in the greatest city in the world? I'm at a table with uh, the delightful Ms. Ali Flintoff, and oh. she turns and says, of Have course. you this met all Maddie? Makes so much sense. <laughs> of course, this is yeah, how it happened. She was, just hanging, she was just hanging out here. Like, she'd moved over to. Sydney. Yeah, she was in Sydney for a bit. Yeah. God, God love Ali Flintoff. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Bless her heart. She says, have you met Maddie? And I was just like, hang on, were you the girl that played with Luca Brasi? And you were just like, yeah, that was me. I was just like, oh, yeah, dope. The girl that played with Luca Brasi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now, no, 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 no. <laughs> they played with me. <laughs> oh, no, never, never, never. Sweetest boys. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but of course it was a North Gong. I mean, would have guessed, really. <laughs> you know what it's like. You meet someone, and they introduce you to two friends, and they introduce you to two friends, mm-hmm. and so on. Exactly. I don't know how I know anyone. <laughs> 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 uh, and especially in North Gog, like it's just it's just a set of recurring characters, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Where you're just like, hey, so we man. do know each other now, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. A bit like that in Tassie too. I'm like, I'm comfortable in that situation, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where it's 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 just like we've never spoken, but I know who you yeah, are, yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, just oh, like oh, the, oh, okay, the nod. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like it hits until like people from outside of that kind of bubble, uh, like in the area. Like I remember being at Owls a couple of years ago, and. Just wandering around, and a Sydney photo kid that I know, he's just like, "Hey, is that Beck Sandwich?" I'm just like, "Yeah, like we see her all the time. Like I went to uni with Beck. Like, yeah, you know, she's, just, she's yeah, always she's just there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh, they're just there." I'm just like, "Yeah, like 
we're just people, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it, that's so great. <laughs> it's classic, right? Yeah, yeah classic North Gong yeah. times. But uh, we've been inseparable ever since. Absolutely. We've had some wild times, haven't we? Every gig. <laughs> right at the front. Yep. Always know where to find you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'm thinking of all the fucking times we've had. I'm, one of my personal favourites was when we were at Fairgrounds in 2018. Right? Yeah. So that day, previous guest of the show, friend of the show, Courtney Barnett, introduced me to Billy Bragg and Kim Deal, like in the same day. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, I get a photo with them just like shaking and shit. And yeah. like, I remember just being like, holy fucking shit. Like, I can't believe I'm actually meeting these people. And Court's like toured with them and like, it's friends with them. And it's just like, yeah, it's whatever. But then later on. Meanwhile, I- you're calling her Courts, and I'm over in the other corner freaking <laughs> out because Courtney Barnett is actually there. Well, there was that. Yeah. We, I, I introduced you to <laughs> and her you, later on. And you were like, oh, Mads, yeah, come over. And I was like, hi, um, um, oh, sorry. And like, <laughs> and yeah, so that's really funny. It was like a reverse. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> but also, what happened later on that afternoon, you played, and after the show, a bunch of, like, kids, like, maybe, like, 10, 11-year-old kids came up and were getting, like, photos with yeah, you and, like, super crazy. excited to meet you and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, Maddie is someone's Billy Bragg. Like, isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, and my Courtney Barnett. Exactly. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's so and even then, so like, nice. you know, Billy Bragg would have had, like, you know, when he met, like, fucking Pete Seeger or whoever, you yeah. know, it's just like... No, everyone, absolutely. It, yeah, yeah, your heroes have heroes have heroes, and you, you know, it's a babushka those, doll. Yeah, yeah, and you have those moments of going, why can't I just be human to this human? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, what a classic, and... Yeah, I think that was something I tried to communicate to Courtney that night because that had happened with all these people yeah. coming up and I was like, because, you know, and it was just, it just did not work. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember later Poor on Courtney. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> how was that? And I was just like, yeah, it was good. We're not <laughs> friends though. I'm just like, <laughs> That's exactly we met once. <laughs> but but take, why aren't we things, friends now? <laughs> these things take time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Classic. That was a... Yeah, whole journey in my mind that night. <laughs> oh, bless. Mm-hmm. So, I properly begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed over from being something that you were watching on TV, listening to on the radio, etc., to being, this is what I want to do, I want to sing, I want to play guitar, I want to be in a band, all that sort of stuff. Can you tell me mm-hmm. how music factored into your childhood and your upbringing, if there was any kind of moment where you are just like, that's what I want to do? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint, hey. It was always pretty, like, just the only thing mm. in a way. Oh, there was, there was my primary school teacher at this, like, rural school that he was also our music teacher kind of thing. So, he'd, mm. like, teach the class and he'd teach music kind of thing because it was such yeah, a yeah, small yeah. school. He was a huge influence and kind of got, like, realised that I was into it and got me, like, playing the bass guitar and stuff. You know, like, my family aren't musical or anything. I think it was just – but they love music, so I got a heap of influence from, like, just being exposed to Aussie rock and mm. awesome rock music and yeah. – um, like Paul Kelly and everything that's, you know, so huge. But yeah, mm. something that I realised only recently was the only real tie with like songwriting is that my nan was a poet. Oh, right. And I didn't even think about that. Like my nan literally has like poetry books. She's written out her little oh, poems wow. and everything. And I was like, 
that's like that's where the songwriting is, you know, like that's yeah, yeah, where yeah. that comes from. And it kind of yeah. didn't even took me ages to even think of that. So yeah, it was kind of it's a weird one, but always there. Where'd you grow up? Bruny Island, Tasmania, right oh, down the bottom. Yeah. So for people that aren't as familiar with the Apple mm-hmm. Isle, how would you uh, how would you describe the island? It's a funny shaped little island with a really skinny neck in the middle. That's a beautiful tourism destination. Super rural little spot that like was tiny when I was growing up. The primary school was really small and it's kind of like a bit of a tourist spot now though, you know, like heaps of awesome, like awesome spots to go and food and wine and that kind of thing. So population's a little bit bigger, but yeah. Kind of small town mentality is kind of the same. Yeah, absolutely. All the the locals and the one pub and the one school and (laughs) yeah. Was it difficult to kind of bond with people over music then? Was it kind of just like, oh, you like this kind of music? I like this kind of music. We're the only people who like this kind of music. We have to be friends. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I guess it was something so like personal for me as well in that way because there was not as many people to share it with, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, but there yeah. was definitely one friend that you know, we were into the same music and growing up, like, you know, the kooks were just huge for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and she had all the posters up in her room. Like, I just always admired her Chili Peppers poster that she, I was just like, it's imprinted in my mind. Like, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. So, it was, that was one notable friend I can, I can yeah. call to in primary school and stuff. Yeah, classic, classic. <laughs> so, how old were you when you performed live for the first time? My own songs... Oh, were there, were there was there other stuff before that? Well, like, I mean, you like you know, growing up, you do like I did music, so there was all like random little performance things I did along the way. I actually went to like a music performance school in Hobart, which was oh, kind true. of kind of based around music theatre, which was kind of not exactly me, but I did, like I learned a lot of things and got to do like a bit of contemporary stuff, and then ended up being a contemporary teacher at said studio not qualified at all but (laughs) you know doing it yeah so yeah that was I don't know we'd done a few weird performances and stuff but like I was started writing like high school so I did I actually supported Monique Brumby do you know her yeah 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 she's country singer yeah it's kind of country yeah songwritery kind of stuff and she she was kind of big in tassie because she's from tasmania 90s i think Mm. it was so got a bit of hero status in tassie and did did that when i was 15 i think right and then you know the cover of flame trades by cold chisel was in that set and stuff that was my first little gig. Did a couple of those, started busking, but yeah, done a heap of weird other other stuff <laughs> yeah. as well. Like before that, you know, like ABBA performances. And oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah, you know, just love any of it, you know, do any of it. Oh, you, you were like a like a performance kid? Like you were like, just like... Oh, uh, yeah, to an extent. Not the music theatre type, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just couldn't go that far. Right. You, you I don't had know to, if you that had, explains well, it. You had to... Was it like you couldn't just stand up there and sing? You had to have an instrument. Was it that kind of thing? Yeah, I was, you know, I was the indie kid. I had to go the indie way about it. I wasn't going to yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. nah. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, nah, totally. No, I, I, I get that with a lot of kind of like, because you're 26? Six, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, 
you're coming up at the same time, like seeing people like Missy Higgins and stuff like yeah, that. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I've talked about that with Georgia Mack and Gordy and a bunch of other people yeah, where it's she just is like huge. And yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And, and just, frame. yeah, like the female singer songwriter was, you know, kind of an aspirational figure in Australia, be it, you know, Missy or Casey Chambers or, you know, whoever else was kind of blowing up in the yeah. early to mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like Delta Goodrum. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson needs more of a shout out, I reckon, as well in that time. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, I've been listening to that album a bit lately in the oh, car. Oh, Breakaway? The, yeah, yep, yep. Hell yep, yeah. Yep. What a record. Oh, oh. Kicks so much ass. Yeah. I just like <laughs> get so excited. The, oh, the, man. Produ- the drums on that album as well. Like so many. Yeah. Because oh. anyway. it's real drums too. It just kicks, you <laughs> yeah. know. You I don't realize how many like smashes are on that record until you're hearing it all back to back. You're just like, oh, like yeah, half of like, these songs were released as singles. Every single yeah. one of these songs, yeah. <laughs> it's a mammoth record. Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, okay. Not Australian, but legend. <laughs> yeah, by all means, for <laughs> sure. So so you moved to Hobart? Yeah, so I, I uh, high school came around and I was on a little island, so you either like catch the bus up really early and get across on the ferry and go to the public school or you go off to boarding school. So mum thought I was independent enough to go off to boarding school. Yeah, right. So I was in boarding school from grade seven to like end of year 11. I'm pretty sure it was like we got sick of it and we kind of found share houses at that point. Yeah, right, right, Mm. right. And so how long did you stick around in Hobart? Till 2017. Right, and then you moved here. Yeah, so it was kind of like the end of 2016, things started happening. We did the Unearthed Spot at Falls and like – got the Kingswood tour and yeah, so it yeah. was kind of like I just had to go away and just deal with it and then it was like Luca Brasi, Polish club, like all that kind yeah, of happened, yeah, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. that all that year and so it was kind of like I was up here staying in Wollongong with like, you know, the Vans and the mm. Vans mates and stuff and it became such a spot that I could come to. Yeah, so it was like can't go back to Tassie, I'm yeah. stuck, I'm doing yeah. I'm doing things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much just like in between it was in between the Polish club tour and Luca Brasi. It was like two weeks off. I mm. drove I flew down, packed all my shit up and drove up to Wollongong and then went on Luca Brasi tour. There it is. Yeah. Wow, so you so you just moved to Wollongong when we met? Yeah. Yeah, hectic. Yeah, true. That's surreal. What can you tell us about, like, the Hobart kind of music scene that you were kind of coming up through once you'd finished school and stuff like that? Like, uh, you know, I guess it's it, I guess it's much more of a quote-unquote big city as compared to the, to the island and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, I can totally. imagine it's still a relatively small and kind of tight-knit community as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, kind of, I remember kind of recognising it and wanting to be involved in it. Yeah. Kind of thing. But, um, yeah, there are a lot of, like folk singer-songwriters that were kind of doing things in Tassie, but it seemed like a lot of these artists were just doing things in Tassie, you know what I mean? And Which was really great, but yeah, it was was definitely small and... But I love... There are certain sounds that, like, I can hear in in certain folk that, like, it's really Tasmanian and beautiful and, you know, like, you can hear the hills in it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) a good amount of like mundane lyricism and <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, but no, the scene is and definitely growing as well. Like there's heaps of people just pushing that extra bit now. And obviously, Luca Brasi were a huge export to kind of yeah look at. Absolutely. <laughs> at <least. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the first tour that you did? The first tour was Kingswood, and I was right. solo. 
a solo opening act. Oh, man. That's a death sentence, hey? Yeah, like I was completely on my own. Like, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty funny, really, especially with Kingswood. I mean, like, come on, boys. Love love them, but they weren't the most accommodating people on tour. <laughs> you know, they had this little girl wandering around on her own. Like, I'm just thinking about it. It's pretty funny. Wax were on that tour as well. Oh, man. Yeah, so, again, previous guests of the show. Yeah, so that was where we we kind of bonded hard because they kind of almost took me in a little bit more than, oh, yeah, yeah, than yeah. Kingswood. But yeah, me and Maz were obviously like the only two girls on that tour. On the whole tour, yeah. Yeah, apart from a couple of backup singers that were there for some most of some of the shows, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously that was huge for me. That was my first tour and Maz will forever go down as like, yeah, huge Huge legend in my eyes. For, She's everyone's big sister. Yeah, exactly. And she was just she just said so many awesome things on that tour that like I have you know taken on to everything. Shout out Maz, legend. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolute fucking champion. Yeah. What a wonderful, wonderful person. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious as to how your kind of stage presence kind of shifted going from playing just up there by yourself to bringing people in and and performing with a band and stuff like that. Do you feel like once you're up there with people to kind of play off, does that give you a bit more confidence now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I'm definitely confident playing solo because I've been a busker and I've done all that, but, like, it got to a point where it was almost frustrating, you know, because yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. these songs are more than, you know, just this as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear them as so much more. And, you know, like as much as you have a style or whatever, if it is just you and a guitar, there is a lot missing, like, yeah. f- you know, vibe-wise and, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just the best to be able to play with a band and I obviously prefer and that was what, you know, we are always trying to like aiming for, but yeah. it was – what can you do at the time and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that Brazzy tour the first time you went out with a band? Yeah, so it was like I did solo Kingswood and then I did trio with Polish Club. Oh, okay. So it was like my friend Mikey played like lead bass, we called it, because <laughs> 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 he was like really a guitar player and mm. he planned – Anyway, it was a trio situation and then full band for Luca Brasi and it was like, we finally got it together kind of thing. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, I remember I remember being at Redfern Railway Station and getting out and seeing former guests of the show, Lifetime front of the show, Dan Williams, and being like, oh, hey, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he said, oh, me and, again, another previous guest of the show, Rosie Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. uh, we've just been jamming with, with Maddie Jane. I was like... Oh fuck! Small world. I didn't even know you guys knew each other. Yeah, we 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 didn't. It was like I had a tour coming up. We'd you know shuffled people, and I had friends who kind of stayed in the band longer than they you know was supposed to. Like yeah. they were helping out, kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. getting to a point where we were like, we still don't have a solid band. And I need that because <laughs> I wasn't from here as well. It was kind of that thing of like, I don't know, like, yeah. you know, who would want to do it? And I was literally, Ali Flintoff's going to come up again, you know, she was playing. <laughs> as she's want to do. Yeah, you know, she was she was living with Rosie at the time. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, it was when, was it when Boat Show was supporting Hockey Dad? Oh, or yeah, was, yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. What, what show did these New South Wales play? Oh, that was a... Was that with hockey? Oh, I'm getting so uh, No, no, that was the DC Death Rays tour. Yes. Yeah. So it was that and then after that, yeah. So it was DC Death Rays and Rosie was there taking photos of these New South Wales and New Alley and took a photo of us in 
the stairs and I literally saw her profile from her being tagged in taking the photo, mm. saw that she was a bass player. She was a cool chick. This is where I'm at. Let's just reach out. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, absolutely, and sent a whole list of drummers because we were like, if you know anyone that you want to play with, yeah. you know, Dan was the last one on the list <laughs> and answered straight away and he will tell you, he, I love this, he told me like later, he was like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, just let me check my calendar. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> I'm free. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> yes. And it was just so, so perfect. Yeah, we literally met up with a, for a coffee and they were like, yeah, we're, you know, keen on this kind yeah. of music and they're just like the best personalities. Oh, I just, yeah. we get along so well and, yeah, I loved him. So you, <laughs> so you hadn't seen like I Know Leopard or Art Versus Science or anything like that? I don't know. When did I find out that Dan was from Art Versus Science? It must have been pretty, it was pretty early on, but I don't think it was straight away. Right, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, like, yeah, you know, you guys, I'd, I'd met Dan in Hobart, you know, he didn't remember yeah, it, yeah. obviously. It was like, Dan. <laughs> Party or something, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It was like, we'd supported some Hobart show. Yeah. That, um, yeah. And I wasn't heaps aware of I Know Leopard. And then obviously when you go, it's one of those when you go and listen to them and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, pretty insane. But yeah. they are amazing. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As as things kind of progress and, you know, you've got music out and stuff like that. I want to know about your mindset going from playing shows where you're opening for someone and you know for a fact that... They're the- not there for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the, pretty much the blunt fucking yeah. honest truth Oh, of yeah, it, you yeah. Know. It's like, can you can you win them over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you know, playing two people, you know, in a, in a headlining setting and, and knowing them, knowing you and knowing your songs and stuff like that. Like, do you feel like your approach to shows changes when you're in, like, one setting or the other? I mean, yeah, and but maybe also, I don't know, maybe this is because I'm, I don't know, don't give myself enough or been a support act so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's like I've that was something I had to get used to almost or like I still don't prepare enough to be like, mm. it's just always so like, whoa, like, yeah, you guys are, you know this and it, and it matters to you and like, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's always takes me by surprise a little bit and almost like I don't prepare for that, but... I'm definitely a little bit more stressed on a yeah. on a headline show. I mean, you just don't have that that pressure at all when no, you're a sure. act. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially considering that has led you to play theatres and arenas as well. You know, like which I can imagine is one of the most kind of daunting prospects, you know? Not only being up there with that mentality of, like, oh, no one knows who I am or whatever, yeah. but, like, <laughs> also with, like, big kind of, like, big, like, curtains, like, draped over everything else and, you know, you feel real... Yeah, you feel real in the way, don't you've, you? Yeah, you've got your, like, one and a half metres at the front of the yeah. stage and they're like, no, you can't touch anything and you just have this space and that's it. And, you know, and you're like, yes, I am privileged to be here. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh man, how how do you feel going into shows like that? Like you you've obviously had the privilege of being able to play some pretty massive shows in the last few years. Like, what's your mentality like right before you know that shit kicks off? Where you're just like, all right, here we go. I mean, yeah, kind of that. You know, it's kind of gets to a point where you're like, right, well, this it is what it is. This is it. This is you know, let's just go and give it 
that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Every experience is so different. It depends what happens before and like all, you know, um, I don't know. I remember supporting Catfish was really surreal because I was, you know, such a huge fan at the time. I still am, but like it, it was just so huge. So that was really daunting. And the first time I'd heard like the, that really hectic wall of scream like oh god yeah towards yeah. me it was quite like yeah it was it was quite hectic yeah just always so surprised by the support that i get from these audiences who don't know or are supposed to care yeah 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 at all but yeah i will tell you like the harry styles new zealand arena which was like the biggest show that i've done that was like i didn't even have time to think about anything because i nearly didn't make it to that show oh, because shit. I was, we were supposed to fly from, oh, this is, I'm going to try and make this short. We were supposed to fly (laughs) from Melbourne to New Zealand and I was anxiety heaven up in, uh, and was organising everyone else and left my passport in Wollongong. So 4am Melbourne airport, trying to go over to Auckland and I go, I don't have my passport. Like I just don't have it. I don't have it. And so we've changed We've changed the flights. I got. I called my housemates. They drove my passport up to Sydney Airport and picked me up, gave me my passport, took me to international, and I flew to New Zealand. It was like every delay, every couldn't oh, find the person man. who was supposed to pick me up. Everything happened. I got there an hour before I was supposed to go on. So I just showered. The band gave me credit. I, I walked in there. I was like, right, I'm, I'm here and I've made it, so we're going to do it. And it was kind of was kind of that. So I showered and got ready. And yeah, before we went in there, Harry was like, oh, oh, I heard you didn't nearly didn't make it. And I was like, it's not funny, Harry. <laughs> I was like, just trying to make jokes. I was like, yeah. Ha. <laughs> um, but- you're lucky you're fucking cute, mate. <laughs> yeah. Like, Show you a bit of tassie if you don't shut <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we just got up and did it. No, no sound check. I was just like, right, hope I can hear it. And could you? Yeah, just. Just, yeah. And, and how, how was it after all of that? And after all that, you just have to take in the moment and go with it. And it was amazing. Like once you act, I, it's ridiculous really how in those moments where you can't even think you kind of respond the yeah. best in totally. a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so much more in the moment. Do you feel like at, at this point now that, you, you know, you've kind of been doing this for, I guess, most of your life now, you know, kind of getting up there and performing and stuff like that. Do you feel like the motivation to like play music and perform and stuff like that is still the same as it was when you were, you know, starting out as a teenager or do you feel it's kind of adapted and shifted over the years? Yeah, no, totally. I reckon it's it's absolutely adapted and shifted, but it's always like it's like almost but it's also like a cycle maybe where I will like have that moment every, you know, few whatever it is where it's kind of like it's re- you rethink that and yeah, and yeah. kind of go what is it that I do up there what is it that I I want to improve on or what yeah. is it that that I used to do maybe that I've kind of forgotten or stopped doing or like yeah I mean I am an overthinker so right, yeah, I will yeah. definitely analyze analyze the performance but at the same time once a performance is over, it's out of your head, and yeah, none of none of this stewing on mistakes or yeah. or any of that. <laughs> I feel like when you're young, like 
you have this very idealistic view of what music and like what being in a band is like and stuff like that because we were like raised on like rock biopics and stuff like that. Yeah. And you see the moments where, you know, the, the band or the artist has made it, quote unquote, right? And as kind of like as, as trite and obvious as that might seem, I feel like every musician in some way, shape or form has a few of those moments where where it's getting to go to a certain city or play a certain venue or, you know, like uh, play on the same stage as a certain artist or anything like that where, you know, they're just like, if Teenage Me knew that I was doing this, they wouldn't believe it. Yeah, you yeah. You know, what What do you feel like when you when you kind of think of what you've been able to do thus far? Like what, what kind of sticks out? Even just like the simplest things like people have their own connections with my songs Yeah, as as much as I, as a teenager, had connections to someone like, yeah, all these artists that were around at that yeah, time, like you know, like, y- yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's, it's, you know, uh, yeah, that's hard to even say that, you know, yeah, like, um, yeah. but it's, it, it's, and it's always like, that's the main thing is that I've gotten messages that, you know, people just feel understood or get something out of it and yeah. relate. And that's, I mean, yeah. In the simplest form, that's would be just insane for little Maddie. Yeah, I love that. That's incredible. So, we'll wrap it up here. But before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests. And now it is your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played. Oh, can I think of this? All right. the oh, That's really hard. That's why I save it till last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best show was Spark Arena. With Harry Styles yeah. for for just the payoff of going through that to get there and then the show being so insane. And Harry fans were so, so nice and ready to, you know, just like my music and get to know me. It was I didn't feel like get out of the way, where's Harry too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for just crazy experience. I mean, oh, the worst show has got to be like the one that I played in like Hobart when I was called like Mundy, Jane, Mundy Dane or something like oh, on God. the fucking like, yeah. How it, the hell do you fuck that up? I know, I know. <laughs> it was like it was like this weird mix of like Muddy Waters and like it was like so weird. We don't know how the they stage, got there. Motley Crue. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> – so off and I was just like this is hilarious yeah so you know it doesn't doesn't start off very well when you're like Mm. it's not even my name (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness me Madeline I I uh, heard a little rumor that you were going on tour and you were doing some shows (laughs) yeah I I was like oh am I (laughs) yeah yeah allegedly I know um yeah some some COVID safe touring Mm -hmm. within state borders yes within the New South Wales borders for now but yeah stoked to be able to even just play these songs live that have been out for a few months now because yeah because some of them you haven't had the chance to play yet have you no no it'll be yeah so many firsts in a time of yeah I don't know so Mm. many firsts Unprecedented. <laughs> Unprecedented, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, tell us about the shows. Where are you playing? Okay, so Sydney is officially sold out. Congratulations. Thank you. So you can't come to Sydney. We have an all-ages show in Newcastle that I'm really excited about. Oh, lovely. Because I haven't done many of those. So I might tag along for that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. And 
bring your little cousin or something. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. And, yeah, there's one more show that left in Canberra. Excellent. So, get on a camera. Hell, yeah. <laughs> and you'll be playing songs from your album, which is called... Not All Bad or Good. And your name is Maddie... Jane. Correct. <laughs> Thank you. A thousand points. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you win. Yay. I've never won anything before. <laughs> you've won this podcast <laughs> and you've won my heart. Aww. <laughs> you've, you won my heart ages oh, ago. Stop it. <laughs> Maddie, thank you so much for your time thank today. You. I really appreciate this was it. It's fun. Thanks. Oh, absolute pleasure. I'm David James Young and all my friends are here. You've just listened to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting.